Hi, I'm Andrea Linares, Univision News anchor and host of U News, the podcast. This week, our podcast has a different format as our newsroom adjusts to working in the era of coronavirus. We'll be back to our regular format in no time. Thanks for listening. Today is April 6th. Here are today's top stories. There are now over 330,000 confirmed coronavirus cases across the nation, and U.S. officials say this will be an especially rough week. The U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams said this on Fox News Sunday. This is going to be the hardest and the saddest week of most Americans' lives, quite frankly. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment, only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. The number of cases is expected to peak this week in hotspots like New York City. Mayor Bill de Blasio warns the city only has enough ventilators and medical supplies for the next few days. This as the state saw a decrease in deaths over the weekend, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The number of deaths over the past few days has been dropping for the first time. What is the significance of that? Uh, it's too early to tell. But in some states like Illinois and Michigan, the race for ventilators and various medical supplies has governors growing more frustrated at the federal government's lack of early response. Here's what Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker had to say. If they had started in February building ventilators, getting ready for this pandemic, we would not have the problems that we have today. And frankly, very many fewer people would die. U.S. health officials say the country does not have control of the disease yet and that the next two weeks are crucial in possibly flattening the curve. Dr. Anthony Fauci of the White House Coronavirus Task Force says it's important to get the virus under control globally or it could become a seasonal problem, adding that the development of a vaccine would help the U.S. be better prepared in case of a resurgence. President Trump expressing some hope during Sunday's coronavirus task force briefing, saying he's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. He also doubled down on what he says are the benefits of treating coronavirus patients with an anti-malaria drug, even though there is no scientific data to back up that claim. If it works, that'd be great. If it doesn't work, we know for many years malaria, it it's incredible what it's done for malaria. It's incredible what it's done for lupus, but it doesn't kill people. That's one of the things with a vaccine. When we have a vaccine, we have to do tests because when you inject that vaccine, when they take whatever it is they have to take, we have to make sure it doesn't have a horrible impact. Destroy somebody could. So we have to test it for a long period of time. This one, not so much because it's been out there. now. I'm not acting as a doctor. I'm saying, do what you want. But there are some good signs. You've read the signs. I've read the signs. Doctors and health experts say its efficacy against the coronavirus is unproven and warn of dangerous side effects. Meanwhile, Wisconsin's presidential primary has been delayed two months until June 9th. The state's Democratic governor, Tony Evers, issuing an executive order Monday afternoon, citing the coronavirus emergency as the reason to postpone in-person voting. That was previously scheduled to take place this Tuesday. This latest development took place as city engineers were scrambling to erect plexiglass barriers at all 66 polling places. 
It's just the latest in an ongoing battle between Evers and his Republican colleagues. Prior to issuing the order, the governor had tried to call a special session of the legislature to try to stop in-person voting and change the way votes are cast to mail-in ballots. But the Republican-controlled legislature didn't show up. Only two senators reported to the floor, both Democrats. The special session was over in seconds with no votes. Republicans are expected to challenge the governor's order to postpone the primary in court. New York is a state that's been hit hardest by the coronavirus pandemic, and that's led American Airlines to drastically slash travel to New York City. The carrier is currently operating only 13 daily flights into the metro area's airports, according to USA Today. Last year, American operated 271 daily flights. American's senior VP of operations, David Seymour, said in a statement, that the demand for flights to the New York area is rapidly evaporating. This announcement comes one day after United also cut flights to New York. Other airlines, including JetBlue and Spirit, previously suspended service. Around the world, UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb arrived at 10 Downing Street on Monday. He will chair the regular morning meetings for the government as British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was hospitalized on Sunday after he continued to suffer from coronavirus symptoms 10 days after testing positive for the disease. In Spain, officials announced the number of new COVID-19 infections in the country is decreasing in most regions. An official from the country's Center for Health Emergencies said it is important that a few days pass to confirm the trend. But the data shows that the coronavirus's growth rate is decreasing in practically all Spanish communities. And finally, we turn to South America, where in Ecuador, officials in the city of Guayaquil began distributing cardboard coffins on Sunday. These replacements have been necessary due to the lack of wooden ones and the accumulation of cadavers on the streets and in morgues and mortuaries. Authorities have so far received a total of 200 cardboard caskets, but are expecting to get a total of 2,000 coffins from the Cardboard Manufacturers Association. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.